are in our name series. Uh, we're jumping into that. But before we do that, how are we doing this morning, church? Ma'am. Uh, as we continue with this name series, the concept of this series is we talk about the name of God and the descriptive names of God and what that means for us is the hope is, is that we lean into it, we hear it, and we, we understand it, and we find its meaning, maybe for the first time, and then something in us needs to change. There needs to be a change in us, maybe, how, how we worship him because of that name, how, how, how we serve him, how we love others, but knowing the name and knowing what it means for us should cause change in us, should cause movement in us, and today's name that we're going to dive into is the name Emmanuel, Emmanuel, which is God with us. That's the sermon right there. I, you guys get it, right? Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, God with us, how big of a deal is that? Like I could end the sermon and just walk off and you could go home and just know God's with me, I got enough. I'm good. God with us in the scripture that we're gonna dive into is Matthew 1, 22. This is uh, describing the coming of Jesus. It says this, and all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. As you see this word Emmanuel, sometimes you might see it with an I, sometimes you might start see it with an E, both meaning the same thing, just different translations from Greek and Hebrew. Emmanuel meaning that God is with us. And what this is saying is Jesus is God with us. Jesus came from heaven down to earth to dwell amongst us. And if you were here last week, you heard Dan as he talked about communion paint this beautiful picture of the magnitude of Jesus coming to earth and how big of a deal that is that he would leave the perfection of heaven. He, he would leave the angels just worshiping him 24-7 and he would come be with us on earth. It's, it's, a, it's a major deal that he did this because the truth is our sins, our sins stopped us from being able to get to God. We couldn't work hard enough, we couldn't, we couldn't try hard enough. There was this thing called sin that stopped us from getting to God, but Jesus came to us. That's amazing. I mean, one of the ways I put this, um, I love history and I was studying some World War II history and I, I found this one battle that it talks about they were going back and forth for a long time in this city and a group of allied forces got trapped behind enemy lines. And it was just about three of them and they got left behind by the rest of the allies. And the allies were moving on and they were surrounded by the opposing force. And they kind of get to this place inside this house where they're hiding, where they realize we can't go forward because no matter where we go, we will have to cross soldiers who will most certainly kill us. And we can't really hide ourselves because we either have this uniform that says, I'm not with you, or I have nothing, which says, that's weird, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're not with me. Those are their options. And they start to get to this point of realizing, well, we must be done. And they start to contemplate life and go back and forth. But there was a group of allied soldiers who said, we're not gonna leave them there. And they, they snuck in through enemy lines, they snuck in disguises to these men. Snuck in disguises to these men so they could walk right through enemy lines and get back to their friends, get back to their wives and their families. See, this is what Jesus does for us. 
Jesus comes from heaven, comes, comes down to this world, and gives us a new identity, a new name. He takes the old us, and we talked about that last week. He takes the old us, and it goes away, and then he takes us on this journey with him, so eventually we find our way to heaven, and all that God is able to see when he looks at us is Jesus. How awesome is that? Doesn't see the products and the mistakes I made or the failures. All he sees is the sacrifice of Jesus, this one that came down behind enemy lines to rescue us. Emmanuel. God with us. And I want you to hear how much Jesus loves you. The, how much this idea of God being with us, caring about us on an individual level. I think sometimes we just kind of let that moment pass, but it's a big deal. That he values you so much and loves you so much. And I want to just put this into perspective for you. What we're going to do is I'm going to put a graphic up here, and we're going to turn the lights. I'm actually going to come set with you guys. Put this up. This is a, a photograph from the, that new James Webb telescope. You remember the thing that shut down the internet for a while? I, I look at this picture and man, how beautiful it is. All the, all the stars and the, the systems and the, just the, you can see the creative hand of God in this picture. You can see just how artistic and beautiful he is. But you know what else I see when I look at this picture? I see the magnitude of it, the scale of it, how big this created universe is that God created, and I see overwhelming love. That in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this creation, he chose to come to me and you, Emmanuel, creator of all this, God with us. You're, you're his prized possession in this universe that he cares about you on a personal level. And I know it's easy to look at this and just be, feel small, feel tiny compared to this universe we live in, but it does the opposite for me. It makes me feel huge in the eyes of God that he parted these skies, broke through, and came to us, came to you and came to me. You matter so much to God. You matter so much to Emmanuel. When he looks at the creation of the universe and he looks at all of this, he cares about you. Let that sink in. He cares about you. You need to let that sink in as we continue with the rest of this message because to understand the magnitude of Emmanuel, God being with us, we have to get to the point where we believe that he loves us that much. I mean, in 1 John, uh, John 1 verse 14, it says this. So the, wor the, the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Talks about being human, flesh, becoming like us, leaving heaven, coming down to earth. And I want to just make sure that we drive this home and we think of the magnitude of the solar system and what it means. When it comes to Jesus, oftentimes we, we can paint this gap in between him and us when he came to earth. 
Well, yeah, he, he came to earth, but he didn't really experience earth because he was God. No, that's not the case. Jesus felt pain. Jesus felt every ounce of pain that came with the cross and that what came before the cross. He felt the pain of his disciples betraying him. He felt, he felt all the pain that we would feel in the same situation. He felt sadness. Jesus felt sadness. I mean, even we find that in scripture when Lazarus dies and Jesus goes to the tomb, it says that Jesus wept. Everybody say this with me. Jesus wept. You just memorized scripture. You did it. Jesus wept. He, 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 he felt sadness. He felt mourning. He felt loneliness, separation from the Father. And why I say this and why that picture is so important is we can look at it, we can say, like, he just doesn't understand. He doesn't care about what I'm going through. He doesn't know how I'm feeling. Jesus felt just like you did. He felt those emotions. And he's not some distant God who doesn't understand. He, he feels it with you. He, 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 he's felt it before. And you're not alone in this. You're not alone in this world. You're not alone in relationship with him. He wants to have relationship with you. He's not distant. So this name, Emmanuel, what, what does it mean for us? What are some things we can remember as we think about Emmanuel, God with us? Number one is this. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to dwell in you. Ezekiel 37, 28 says this, I will make my home among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. And when my temple is among them forever, the nations will know that I am the Lord who makes Israel holy. Talking about the temple here. But then in 1 Corinthians, as we fast forward, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Emmanuel, Jesus, he wants to dwell in us. He wants to be a hundred percent in our life. Not just partial. He wants to, to dwell, to take ownership of our life. Anybody ever seen this bumper sticker? And before I say this, if you have this bumper sticker, I promise I'm not judging you. I can't promise that. But like, I, it's okay. You ever see this bumper sticker? Jesus is my co-pilot. Why isn't Jesus flying? Why are you flying? Why are you driving? Jesus shouldn't be your co-pilot. He should definitely be the pilot. Right? Like, Jesus doesn't want this secondary, off, beside you relationship. He wants ownership, indwelling, being the pilot of our life. He's not some far off being that we can just yell to and, hey, when I need you, come here. No, it's an indwelling in us. And oftentimes, I think if we're honest, when we think about Jesus, we are just like waiting to get to heaven to meet him, to be in his presence. We don't have to wait until heaven to be with Jesus and for him to dwell and move in our life. I mean, today, he speaks to us. Did you know that? That he, he speaks to us. He speaks to us through his word. Correction and, and direction, he speaks to us. That way. He speaks to us through prayer as, as we pray to him and, and we talk and communicate with him. He speaks back into us. 
he, uh, he, he guides us. He directs our steps. I mean, even when I, you read in the Old Testament that when the, the temple was uh, up in the cloud, the Spirit of God would rest over the temple, and when the cloud moved, the Israelites would move with it, and when it stopped, they would stop. My question when I read that is, do we live our life the same way? Do we allow the indwelling of Emmanuel, Jesus, God with us, to guide our life? To direct us, to tell us when to go, and to tell us when to stop. Because here's what, honestly, most of us do. We just go. And we get to a point, and we're like, we're either turning back and saying sorry, or we're like, Jesus, where you at? We just go. We just, we just go, 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 go. And I wonder how much are we missing by not getting to this place with Jesus that, that we are allowing him to direct us, that if God is really with us, he should be guiding us, yes? He should be guiding us. The second thing we can take away is he is with us in our fear. Psalms 56, verses three and four say this. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? He is with you. God is with you, Emmanuel is with you when you're even in fear. The best visual I can put to this when it comes to Jesus is I have, I have two daughters and they're about to celebrate their, five, their fifth year birthday and something has happened over the last little bit of time. They started to get scared at night. And they come into the room and, you know, they'll walk into the room like, Daddy, there's ghosts in my room. My first thought, who talked to you about ghosts? Probably Paw Patrol. <laughs> who talked to you? All the parents are like, I get it, brother, yeah. Uh, who talked to you about ghosts? And I, there's something that happens that, like, I, have, I get up, I go to their room, and I flip the light switch on. I look under the bed. And I tell like, my daughters, there's no ghosts in here. And their response is always like, okay, good. Oh, good. I trust you, Dad. You know what, Jesus does the same thing for us. Because let's be honest, the world we live in, there's things that can make us afraid. Afraid for our safety, afraid for our future, afraid for anything. What Jesus does is he comes into our life and flips the switch on, looks under our bed and says, hey, guess what? I'm stronger than all of it. Because that's why my daughters are okay, because my daughters believe that dad could beat up the ghosts. They do, even if there happened to be one in the room, dad's got it. Jesus is the same for us. In our fear, he comes in and he flips this light switch on and we're able to see the world in a different way and say, you know what, Jesus has this. It's not as dark as I thought it was. It's not as broken as I thought it was. It's not as scary as I thought it was because Jesus has this. Even in our fear, we just need to allow him to come in and maybe light up our world a little bit, right? The next thing I wanna talk about is this. He is always with us. He's always with us. He doesn't come and go. He doesn't, he doesn't just take time off. Emmanuel is always with us. And two parts I wanna talk about here. First thing is this. He's with you and he sees your sin. He sees your sin. He sees your lifestyle. He sees how you live. 
I hear people sometimes, I'm talking to them about church, and I'm like, hey, come to church with me. And they say, if I went in there, I'd be struck by lightning. Why just in here? <laughs> what, what do you think? You think this building's special? No, if he wanted to strike me with lightning, he would do it out there. Like, he sees it all. He sees the decisions we make. No matter how much we try to come here on Sundays and act like we got it all together and we don't sin, we can't fool God. We can't. You know, it's like Adam and Eve when they fell and they, the sin entered the world and they sinned. It says that they tried to hide from God. We do this too. When we sin, when we make mistakes, we, we're like, oh God, hopefully he doesn't see this. Hopefully he doesn't notice my mistake. No, the truth is we just need to know that Emmanuel, if God is with us, he is always with us. And this should change the way we live. It should change how we pursue holiness, how we pursue a life of character. It should change our decision-making and how we treat people, the words we use, the, the actions we do where we spend our time because we gotta stop fooling ourselves thinking that we can hide this part of our life from God. He sees it. But here's the great part about this message. He sees it and he still loves you. He loves you. We just gotta stop hiding. The next thing when it comes with this, when he's always with us, is we need to remember that he's with us in the good times and the bad times. That he is the way maker in the good times and the bad times. To show you this, I want to show you a little visual. Can, can you bring that out to me real quick? Thank you, brother. All right. I want to talk to you about infants. And do you know what infants don't have? Object permanence. They don't have it. See, because when an infant is playing with a toy. This toy is real. It's here. I mean, as they hold it, as they see it, they believe that it's really there. It's 100% there. And even in the midst of like, no matter what's going on, this toy is here. It's real. Because they can see it. But if you ever played peekaboo with an infant, when your hands go like this and you open your eyes up like this, they just think you're the greatest magician in the world. It's like you disappeared for a second, whoa! Because they have to see it to believe it. See, but if I was with an infant and we were playing with this toy and they were playing with it and I took this blanket and I covered the toy, what? It's gone! Because they can't see it anymore. See, why I say this is because you can see that the plane is still here, right? Like it's like our life, right? In the good times, in the good times we're just like, look at the good times, God, he's awesome, he's real, he's moving, he really is with us, look at how good my life is. Man, it worship was great today because God is real. Church felt great today because God is real, but then, then, Hardship, struggles, loss becomes like a blanket. And we're, where are you, God? Where'd you go? 
My life isn't good now. My life is hard. My bank account doesn't work. My, my family's falling apart. God, where are you? See, you gotta remember that the plane is still here if it's visible or covered. See, because like an infant in our spiritual lives, when we are spiritually infants, when we face trials, or is there a hardship that covers our life a little bit, we will always question, where is God? But if we can become spiritually mature, like an adult, and grow spiritually, grow in our maturity, when we have a blanket-like moment in our life that covers up, that, that is a hardship or brokenness, when we have that moment, we'll be able to look at it and say, God is still with me. God is still with me. I might not be able to see it very clear right now, but he is still Emmanuel, God with us. And here's the truth, we, to get there, to get past the spiritual infancy, to get past that, it's not just gonna happen. You're not just gonna be able to say, I wanna go grow spiritually and grow in maturity with my relationship with Christ, then you're gonna wake up one day like, oh, I'm so spiritually mature. No, for you to get out of this infant mindset when it comes to God, when it comes to Emmanuel, it's going to take work. It's gonna take work. And I just wanna take a couple moments to give you some options that if you're ready to get past this infancy, to get past this moment of just ups and downs and backs and forth, you wanna get to that place where no matter where you're at in life, good or bad, you will remember that he is Emmanuel. He is with you. You can do things like this. The first thing is this. We have this thing called Right Now Media. The church uh, you know, bought it for you guys. And it's an option to where you can go and log in and you can do Bible studies every day. Video Bible studies from some of the greatest leaders in the, in the nation, in the world. You can do a Bible study every day. If you wanna grow spiritually and mature spiritually, get onto Right Now Media. We got this little graphic right here. I'm gonna give you guys just a minute. You can pull your phone out right now, it's a QR code. You can pull your phone out and you can just scan that on the camera app. If you don't wanna do that, you can just text the words right now to 411247. And I'll leave it up there as I continue to talk for just a second, but this is the kind of steps, a progression to get to that place. The second thing is this, maybe some of us need to take a step and start serving. We need to start serving. We need to start getting to this place in life where we are serving the church, serving the community. I firmly believe that one of the greatest things that's helped me grow spiritually was learning that to deny my own wants and my own desires and serve others. It's been a huge blessing for me. We gotta start serving and maybe some of us need to take a step and jump into a group. Maybe you've been putting it off for a little bit and you know, this idea of community and groups and being with people in community, you've been kind of on the edge of that. If you want to have this kind of life where you're growing spiritually and growing in momentum and movement towards Jesus, it happens in groups. Some of us need to take the step of baptism. We talked about that just in the announcements that some of us, when we have, there's an ordinance over our life as Christians that when we have accepted Christ, a next step for us is to practice this act of baptism. The outward expression of what Christ has done in us. And if you're on the fence, but you're like, Shane, I'm ready to grow spiritually, but you haven't got baptized yet, now's the time. Text baptism to 411247. You're like, Shane, you sound like an infomercial. Here's why. I won't apologize for it. Because I, I will never 
not say things that I don't believe in. And I think it's important for you to hear this, that these next steps matter. And the last one is this, Reno Love. Get involved with Reno Love. I, I love Reno Love. It's got a deep place in my life because I think it just shows the community the heartbeat of Jesus. It shows them when the body of Christ comes together and begins to serve its community. I think even in the announcements, I'm gonna correct something, even in the announcements we said, we're gonna cancel service on Sunday. I disagree. We're just not gonna be here. We're going to be the church. Service will happen. Worship will happen. Jesus will be glorified in the midst of us laying down our lives to help others. So if, if you're in this room, and I'll close with this. If you're in this room and it's now time for you to get past the infancy, grow spiritually, and just remember that God is always with you in the good and the bad. Now's the time to take some next steps. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for what you're doing in this place. And I pray that you would just move in us, God, that you would help us take those next steps, that we would take steps towards you and each other. We love you and we praise you. We just glorify you, Jesus. And we thank you for Emmanuel being with us, coming from heaven to meet us here. Emmanuel, we love you. In your holy name, amen.